Seniors Matter. Making Our Seniors Matter is a not-for-profit founded by Elizabeth Cunningham from Age Friendly Business and Glenn Cunningham from Real Estate Design for Seniors. On today's show, we have a, a great discussion about oral health, oral hygiene, oral care. Joining us in studio is Dr. Balaji Swaminath, uh, who is a doctor of dental surgery, and he's going to join us to talk about all things dentistry, especially when it comes to seniors. And uh, also on this show, Dr. Tipa Snow drops by to talk about her upcoming event in Canada on Alzheimer's. And it's broken into two sessions, um, a personal caregiver session and a professional uh, session. So please stay tuned for details regarding that and where you can get tickets and, uh, and listen in. More Making Our Seniors Matter right around the corner. Do you have an aging parent? Do they want to remain in their home? Since 1994, Retire at Home has been providing the highest quality nurse-managed home care that is personalized to all your needs. Our services extend to workplace and motor vehicle injuries. Your health, your home, your choice. Retire at Home Services. For a free consultation, go to retireathome.com and call your nearest location. to Making Our Seniors Matter, and uh, through the wonders of technology, we have a wonderful guest joining us, don't we, Elizabeth and Margaret? We do. We have Dr. Balaji Swaminath. I hope I've pronounced your name correctly, sir. Yes, you have. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a little bit of introduction. Uh, Dr. Swaminath was born in India and raised in the United Kingdom and then moved to London, Ontario, where we welcomed him to Canada. He became a doctor of dental surgery in 2001 from the University of Western Ontario and has been in private practice for 15 years and is a partner at Martindale Dental. I understand he's married with two beautiful children and the joys of his life besides family and work are singing with Mega City Chorus, playing guitar. He loves photography, cooking, relaxing with friends and something we thought we'd like to share with you uh, about his passion for humanitarian efforts. He was part of a large medical and dental team that traveled to Ghana in April 2013 to volunteer his services, and I'm sure that that effort made a huge difference to the people there, sir. So thank you for that, and thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, that is quite an impressive resume, and uh, so an honor to have you here on Making Our Seniors Matter Radio. So let's get the conversation started. Now, we know that uh, oral hygiene is just really the surface uh, of the importance of overall dental health um, in our seniors and their overall health. We know, in fact, that there are links between oral health and healthy living. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So there has been a lot of research on this topic. It's a pretty hot topic because, as you know, uh, you know, the mouth and the teeth are part of 
the living system that uh, that is a part of the human body. So they're not separate. They're not mechanical. They're very much alive, and they definitely contribute. Um, the condition of the mouth can definitely contribute to um, uh, other diseases, and there's proven links. So periodontal disease, which is the disease of the gums and, and uh, the supporting structures of the mouth, uh, there's been several research studies that do show that there are links with several other diseases. Um, and especially um, the inflammation that happens inside our mouth. So you may have heard of gingivitis before. Gingivitis mm -hmm. is just a very fancy word for inflammation of the gums. Um, so it's definitely um, a, a big link, and there's two major parts uh, to the links, and uh, one of them has to do with diabetes, and that's you know the one that where there's the strongest link, where diabetic patients are definitely more likely to develop uh, periodontal disease, which is the disease of the gum and the bone, which in turn can increase blood sugar and uh, diabetic complications. So people with diabetes are certainly more likely to have periodontal disease than people that don't have it, because people that have diabetes are more susceptible because of the disease to contracting infection. Right. So uh, periodontal disease is often considered a complication of diabetes rather than the other way around. Um, and those people that don't have their diabetes in, under control, uh, which is, you know, quite a number of people, the, more people than you think, those people are especially at risk. Um, and, you know, like I just mentioned, the, the relationship between diabetes and periodontal health goes both ways. Uh, periodontal disease makes it more difficult for people who have diabetes to control their blood sugar. Um, so several periodontal diseases can increase blood sugar, contributing to increased periods of time when the body functions with a high blood sugar, which puts people at risk for increased uh, uh, diabetic complications, which can be you know, very, very uh, uh, serious. So it's, it's an important link. Um, it is important. Yeah, the other, the other sort of you know, important link has to do with heart disease. And this is where you know, the, it's not as clear cut as it is with diabetes. Uh, although, you know, there are several links, uh, you know, we can't say that there's a cause and effect relationship that's been proven, but um, scientists do believe that the inflammation caused by periodontal disease is responsible for the association between heart disease and overall periodontal health. Um, the biggest link with heart disease is, is actually not strokes, it's actually actual heart attacks. So. People that have periodontal disease, I read one study where they said that, you know, you're 65% you're more likely um, to potentially have uh, a heart disease. There has to be a perfect storm of things that happen, but having poor oral health definitely affects um, both those uh, important areas, diabetes and heart disease and stroke. You know, it's so important what you're saying, and here on Making Our Seniors Matter, we talk about the importance of education, and certainly I'm sure you would agree that um, it's crucial for seniors to be getting regular checkups for the reasons you just spoke about, because these could go unchecked and really be contributing to their overall health. Absolutely. So, you know, we know that um, there's a lot more senior citizens that are, that are uh, alive and well and are, are functioning beautifully compared to even 20 or 30 years ago. So, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those seniors lived during a time when dentistry wasn't exactly, uh, you know, uh, 
the, the thing it is today. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have had bad experiences in mm -hmm. the past. Mm -hmm. um, you know, childhood experiences without anesthesia or being thrown yes. onto a dental bus to get your filling fixed. You know, those aren't pleasant things. I did that. But, yes. But uh, but it is very important, obviously, that uh, you know the especially senior populations focus on fixing these problems because neglect can actually be more costly both financially and with respect to overall health um, than, than actually doing something about it. Um, so, you know, it, it is definitely one of those areas where, you know, we're very conscious about price and, um, you know, it's, it can be prohibitively expensive to go into the dentist, but I would argue that it's more expensive to see a dentist if you don't take care of things mm -hmm. than it is if you do take care of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, like with anything else, um, you know, the more that we take care of our teeth, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like putting oil in your engine, in your car every 5,000 kilometers or whatever you have to do. It's something that you do because you know it's good for the engine. It's not necessarily something that's all that sexy or that it's exciting, but it's the same with teeth. Um, and especially for seniors, because seniors uh, will have more bone loss, will have more of the tooth showing. For example, you may have more roots showing, which get cavities a lot easier than the other parts of the tooth. And, you know, if you get cavities on the roots of teeth, that can be really detrimental to the tooth and it may have to be extracted. Um, having poor fitting dentures can actually cause more problems than, than they're worth. Uh, people like to hold on to dentures that are ill-fitting because they don't want to pay for new ones, but it can actually cause problems like fungal infections. Uh, it can, it can uh, really lead to poor nutrition as well, which mm -hmm. is a big one where, you know, the seniors are not getting uh, the nutrition that they need because they can't eat properly. So I would argue that spending money on your dental is actually going to cost you less in the long run and it's going to improve the quality of life. Uh, is going to improve the quality of the foods that you eat. Just because people are into their senior years does not mean that they have to compromise or that they have to um, uh, accept anything less than, than good nutrition and healthy functioning teeth. That is, you know what, that I, you, you really struck me with the, the van that comes to pick you up. Uh, that it was my experience as a child, so I understand the fear of going, and I certainly understand the, the fact of, you know, the cost is a huge factor in making the decision to get your dentures fixed or your, your cavities fixed. When we have a show, Doctor, we always like to leave our listeners with a really good tip for their personal life, and I know you would recommend that they come and see a good dentist or a denturist. Um, is there yeah. something else, though, that, that you'd like to share with them that you think is really important for them to hear today? Well, I, like, you know, I just want to reiterate the point that regular dental visits are, are very important, and, uh, you know, I understand that in, in these modern times, it's very difficult sometimes to know, uh, you know, if, if you're choosing the right dentist or if, if, you know, if the person has your best interest in mind. So the recommendation I would make to people is to talk to your friends and talk to your colleagues, talk to your children, and find out uh, through word of mouth who, um, you know, who's been providing good experiences uh, in in, with respect to, uh, you know, dental visits. And, and seek out people that um, 
are validated by by friends and family versus uh, looking online and because looking online can be a mixed bag sometimes you know reviews are not exactly what they're uh, you know uh, set out to be and uh, right. probably can be deceived so I would say the best tip I would have is to ask a trusted friend or an advisor mm-hmm. or a family member who they would recommend uh, you know to see because I think the most important thing uh, for seniors is that they get the best possible treatment and that yes. they don't get taken advantage of because that's, that's a real right. problem in the society mm-hmm. where you know a lot of people are taking advantage of uh, seniors and their good nature and their respect for healthcare. Um, so that's you know overall, I would say that that's probably the biggest tip I could provide to well, the seniors that are listening to your show. What? And it's so important. That's why we're having a trusted individual like you on the show, because making our seniors matter is a trusted resource. And we will certainly have your information on our website. I think I'd like to leave also with this thought, and I'm sure that you'll agree. As our our, uh, population ages and they're living longer, they also want to look their best. And I have to tell you, uh, when a person has a beautiful smile and when their oral hygiene is good, they do feel more confident about the way they present themselves to the world. And we often think of that in our children with their braces and and younger people. But I'm sure you would agree with with me in stating that it is equally as important for our seniors to have a good smile and to feel confident about the way they look and feel when they walk into a room as well. Absolutely. And I agree with that 100%. Um, In fact, one of the biggest growth areas in orthodontics, which is braces, is seniors. Yes. Uh, I I, uh, I was hoping you were going to say that because I knew that was the case. Yeah, my, my father, just a personal story, my father, he's a physician, and, you know, he wanted to get braces for many years, and, you know, he thought it was something for teenagers, and he had a gap in his teeth that really bothered him, and then finally at age 60, <laughs> he went and did it, and he said he had wished he had done it before, and he was very happy to hear that uh, many patients in that practice that he went to were, uh, you know, older. Um, and uh, had more experience in life. And uh, like I said before, uh, when you're asking uh, about some tips and, you know, uh, how, how seniors should deal with issues, um, it's really just important that uh, you don't ever think, or seniors don't ever think, that just because they're getting older that they have to put up with less or put up with a compromised result because that's just not true anymore. Um, There's plenty of people out there that can provide really great service for reasonable cost and and, uh, provide the kind of smile that you were just talking about uh, in your last comment there, where, uh, you know, it'll just lead to confidence um, uh, and, uh, you know, self-confidence just is the genesis for a whole bunch of other uh, really amazing things uh, and about living well. So if we can provide confidence back to... Uh, seniors uh, who have lost it because of their oral oral health, then, you know, that's a real win because the senior population needs to be respected a lot more than it is. And there's a wisdom there that, uh, that you know, young people today just don't understand and don't respect enough. And if our seniors are living longer and they're around longer, they have an important role to play in society in general. The younger generation get some perspective on life and to understand, you know, how, how things really are. 
So I know I've kind of gone off on a tangent there. But, yeah. but you know what? One of the things we love about what you're saying is that that's why we're having you on the show is because we are here to really promote living well for seniors. So we really appreciate you joining us this morning for your wisdom and your passion for taking care of seniors. And hopefully you'll join us again here on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks very much. Stay tuned because we've got more coming your way here at Making Our Seniors Matter. music again time for another senior scam alert with glenn cunningham and constable yvette logan from the peel regional police service welcome to making our seniors matter scam alerts and i'm here with constable yvette logan of peel regional police good morning yvette good morning great to have you back here again what have you got for us today for keeping our seniors safe well, we're back to talking about computers and emails, because I don't know about you, but I'm getting these ones probably on a daily basis. Um, I think a lot of our kids, I don't want to say seniors, our older adult community is very computer savvy these days, and there are a lot of scams still happening by email. Something you have to understand, especially when you're getting these scams from banks, the first question you have to ask yourself is, did I ever give my bank my email address? And likely you never did. And so you have to ask, how are they sending me emails if I never gave them my email address? And even if you're not sure if they did or not, the chances of a bank sending you an email are incredibly slim. So when you're getting these that look like your bank's email, they've got the logos, they've got the manager's names, they've got everything else, more than likely it's a scam. And here's a safety tip. Treat it like a scam first. Call the bank check things out. If it's not, they'll be more than happy to tell you. But always treat it like a scam and you'll be safe from those emails. Error on the side of caution. Always. There's a lot of them coming through nowadays too. Um, I'm getting them on my home email probably on a daily basis um, and the email will simply say, attached is your receipt. Mm, Click here. I get that one all the time. I get that one all of the time. If you haven't purchased anything, don't open it because once you open that receipt it could either be spreading a virus in your computer or it could be looking for some other type of identification so don't click on anything you don't know another scam we have coming on is they'll send you uh emails and then they'll ask you to unsubscribe ah if you have that sounds innocent enough it does if you have not subscribed to something you don't have to unsubscribe from it So you have to stop and think about it. If I've subscribed to receiving these emails in the first place, maybe it's flyers, maybe it's from Sears, wherever it's from, that's different. If you haven't and all of a sudden you start getting this stuff and they ask you to click here to unsubscribe, I would think twice about doing that. It could be a scam. One of the nice things about the computers is they can do so much for you and the other side, they can do so much to you. Thanks again for dropping by and being part of uh, Making Our Seniors Matter Scam Alerts. Constable Yvette Logan, Peel Regional Police. If you're a senior who has credit card debt but are worried about losing your home, call Cooper & Company. We have the solution for you. Keep your home, pay your debts. 905-454-4510. That's 905-454-4510. Cooperco.ca. Independence matters. 
Terry McIntyre is a full-service investment advisor who researches and advises the best products in all markets, then advises which best meets your needs and risk tolerance. We are all individuals and need to be treated as individuals. Investments, income, and estate planning have become very non-personal at the big institutions. You deserve to work with a professional who crafts investments to meet your needs. Terry McIntyre, Investment Advisor, Manulife Securities Incorporated. Call 905-896-9060 or go to terrymcintyre.ca. Welcome back to Making Our Seniors Matter. We've been waiting for this guest for a very long time, and it's all the stars have aligned. And uh, ladies, it's just a fant- it's going to be a fantastic interview. We are sure it will be a fantastic interview. We um, actually are so thrilled. We can't really believe that we have the opportunity to speak to Tipa Snow today. I'd like to introduce her first, and then we're going to welcome her on the show, and then we're going to ask her all those important questions that we know our, viewer, our listeners would like to hear. So as one of America's leading educators on dementia, Tipa Snow's philosophy is reflective of her education, work experience, available medical research, and first-hand care giving interactions. Working as a registered occupational therapist for over 30 years, her wealth of experience has led her to develop the trademarked positive approach to care techniques and training modules that are now used by families and professionals working or living with dementia and other brain changes throughout the world. We are honored to welcome a graduate of Duke University, Tipa Snow, to our program. Welcome, Tipa. We're thrilled to have you here. It's great to be here. Even if I'm actually in North Carolina right now, although I just came back from Canada and I'll be up your way time. Absolutely. And we're so looking forward to that. We're going to talk about that at the end of our show. So here's Margaret, and uh, our questions are going to start. Hello, Tipa. It's an honor to virtually meet you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person uh, when you're up here in July. So, Tipa, I think it'd be great to frame our discussion today with some stats about Alzheimer's and dementia. Could you share that with us, please? Yeah. What we know is right now about one in five families at any point in time is trying to cope with living with some form of dementia, including Alzheimer's. Within about 10 to 15 years, it's going to be every other family. So when we talk about every other family dealing with this at any point in time, the numbers are staggering. And we know that the oldest old have the highest risk of developing a dementia, and that's our fastest growing population. And Canada is even ahead of the U.S. in numbers. You guys are getting old fast. And (laughs) the reality, (laughs) I don't mean to say anything, but... And then we have young onset dementia, which the numbers are going up on that, too. And so we know that the need is great, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And so having someone like you uh, in our midst to educate and empower people uh, with the resources is so important to be able to deal with this. So let's talk a little bit uh, for the families out there, the early signs um, of dementia and Alzheimer's and, and what should people be looking for? Yeah. Typically, we miss it totally or we catch it and we aren't sure of what it is. So it's things like I'm having a hard time holding on to new stuff, but my old stuff is just fine. So you notice a big difference in what I'm able to take in. And then sometimes when I take something in, I get stuck on it. And if I want to bring it up once, I bring it up a lot. And you're starting to also notice that I'm sometimes having trouble finding the, um, you know, the... um, 
the, the whatchamacallit, the thing. And what you're noticing is I'm having word-finding problems. And sometimes it's a hesitation, but sometimes it's the pajuber. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? The pajubers. So I have word-finding, but what I did is found the wrong word or a funny word or a nonsense word. And then you might notice a change in my behavior. I might get really hesitant about things and stop doing things I've always enjoyed, saying I'm not going to do that anymore. Or I might be really, really impulsive and buy things or do things or say things, um, comment on people's appearance or be ugly about something. And I'm not usually, but this is getting to be a pattern. So it's not just a one time. It's not just when you're tired. It's starting to happen and you're starting to notice patterns to it. So um, those filters seem to go away and people are, are being more raw and, and open where they weren't in the past, like you yeah. said, maybe. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. To, that's hard to You've gotten fat. Oh my God, right. how much have you put on? And it's like, keep up, but. And the problem is I don't always apologize. Um, right. Well, I mean, can you not tell you're getting fat? And it's like, hoi, yoy. And yeah. I wouldn't have done that before. So changes, that's what you're noticing, changes. Tipa, I, I know that you, you talk a lot about how people behave, but what is actually happening to the brain when uh, Alzheimer's yeah. and dementia comes along? What, what is going wrong with that, or, or what's, what's falling apart right. inside well, there's, there? Yeah there's, yeah, there's really two things going on. One, the chemi- chemistry of your brain is changing. It's changing to where you're having abnormal proteins build up or the circulation in your brain is not working right, so the blood flow or the oxygenation of your tissues. So chemically, your brain is changing, but the other part is structurally your brain is changing. Your brain is literally dying on you. It's shrinking, it's shriveling, and chemically, it can go on and off, which means sometimes the symptoms are there and sometimes they aren't. But what's really happening is your brain cells are shriveling up they're shrinking up, they're stopping their working ability, and then they die. And then it spreads through your brain. So this thing called dementia is really complicated in that there's a whole bunch of different kinds, but essentially all of them are gradually killing your brain. Is there, a, is there kind of a standard time length that this takes, or is everybody different? Um, the pattern is similar, but the time it could be delayed in any way? Yeah, so what you're asking is, can we reduce our risk or can we spread this out? And the answer is, each person is unique, but we do have patterns for each of the dementias. So like for Alzheimer's, for instance, it usually, the symptoms, how long we see it outside the person, not how long it's been happening inside, because it goes on for 5 to 15 years before the first symptoms ever show in behavior. But while they have the symptoms, that takes usually about somewhere around 8 to 12 years to go from very first symptom to end of life. But with vascular dementia, which is the blood supply problem, you could go from 3 to 30 years. So, ah, you know, your family is like, oh, my heavens, how long is this going to last? Well, the answer is it all depends. Mm -hmm. Can we reduce our risk? Yes. Yes, we can. We have to take our stress and bring it down. So one of the problems with caregiving for somebody with dementia is you get stressed out. Yeah. Well, all we're yeah. doing is creating a new generation. <laughs> yeah, it's just passing it on in a different way, right? 
Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the reasons yeah. we're very excited about having you up here in July, because uh, we are going to take a look at this topic holistically. We know that stress on both the patient with Alzheimer's, but also the caregivers and the family is immense. And myself as a therapist, Tipa, um, you know, I'm, I'm treating both sides. I'm treating the family and, and the person with Alzheimer's. And it is so important that we manage stress because, as you said, um, everyone wins when we do that. Yeah, I think what you just said is critical, which is when one person gets dementia, everyone around them is now living with it. And unless we can really pay attention to everyone, we're treating no one <laughs> because right. we all exist within this, this setup that we've got to work with each other. And your idea of de-stressing and getting enough sleep and finding the right supports for everybody, it's critical. It really it's is. Yeah, and, and holistically, you know, from everything that, like you said, what we eat to this, this, what we sleep to exercise to family time, it's, it's so important. So I know that you're a very positive person. So this sounds to a lot of people like a very scary story, but there's always good news. Can you, can you shed some positive light on, on this whole topic? Yeah, what I'm going to tell you is when we start recognizing that whatever a person does, it means they've got something left. Now, it may not be what you like right that moment, but realizing that we can use what they have left. We need to grieve what's gone, and we need to give ourselves permission and time and space to do that. But you know what? I'm still here. So if we can find ways to connect and communicate, and that means even when I don't have words, I may have song, I may have rhythm, mm -hmm. I have visual regard. That's what we can work with. And so when I let go of what I can't have, then I can accept what is possible. And so a smile, humming, tapping on the table, it can be annoying, or you could see it as a window that's open, and you could decide to engage and interact. And for me, learning how to laugh at myself, at what I thought about what I was doing, with where we're at, that is what will keep us from getting to that stressed out, awful place that makes things so much worse for everybody. You know, it's, you're so right, and I, I've, I've witnessed this firsthand in family and friends and, and that letting go, But and I've recently lost my father, not to Alzheimer's, but the reality is, these family members with Alzheimer's are still here. And as you just said, letting go of what isn't and, and opening that window that, to their soul and being able to connect with them while they're here is so important and something that, that families can treasure um, when at some point this disease will take their loved one and they'll have that to remember. Yeah, getting that new skill that you need so you can do that. That's what our day is gonna be about, is learning those skills that make a difference seeing differently, seeing it from their side, and so getting the idea of, oh, well, I need to swing around and let them see me before I touch them, because then I don't get the reaction that causes me to react. So learning you have control and you can be empowered to make a difference, that's really what makes it worthwhile. Tipa, a lot of what we've seen on your, uh, your videos and stuff have been practical tips, but I do want to ask you one question. One of the things that we're hearing about is, is the abusive factor inside a family, whether it's the person with Alzheimer's who's feeling physical and feeling angry at that moment and strikes out at a caregiver, or a caregiver so full of frustration that they change into a person who's aggressive. Can you just talk a little bit about how that affects a family? 
Yeah, what starts happening is the part of the brain that's the most primitive and protective, it's called your amygdala, and one side of it is for danger and one side of it is for pleasure. And unfortunately, when we start behaving in ways that raise up that that primitive, protective, flight, fight, or fright, what ends up happening is we remember that, and it presets us for the next time, and pretty with you, I'm distressed. And when I get distressed, I'm either going to flight from you, be frightened of you, or fight with you. And the only way to change that is to make connections that are different, to seek pleasure rather than to give distress. And so if I'm upset, whether I mean to be or not, I need to really recognize the way to get in that system is to use an approach that acknowledges the other person's point of view and why they're doing what they're doing and try to figure out how I can modify that emotionally at the very gut level before I try to get a task done. Mm -hmm. Because pushing my task or agenda just results in a worse outcome for both of us. And they remember the feeling, not the task. Yeah. So the the trying to get somebody to do what you want them to do and they don't want it isn't going to work. We're just going to end up in a big fight. Yeah, and so I say, you don't want to do this, do you? You're getting mad at me because I'm asking you to do this, and you don't want to. And the person invariably goes, yeah, that's it. Well, I'm sorry I was trying to help you, but boy, did I make you mad. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you acknowledge where they're at. Yeah, but we've got to do it with our bodies as well as our mouths, and you've got to believe it. You know, and mm-hmm. that's a tough one for sometimes because the caregiver's tired too. And it's like, just work with me. And it's like, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine there are lots of ways that people can take some help from you besides um, just hearing you. Obviously, they need to see what you do. And you have a lot of available information on your website, which we're going to share with our listeners. And so that oh, they can perfect. see your video and see some of the training that you have available, which is phenomenal. And again, we'd like to say a humongous thank you to you for being here today and sharing your information with us. And we look forward to meeting you in person and sharing you with our community on July 20th, Tifa. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, I am so looking forward to it. It's so much fun to be with people and for them to go. I didn't think I was going to laugh. And I just about went nuts that day with how yeah, much Yeah, we heard you quite funny. I, yeah, we it did is hear pretty funny. funny Yeah, I can imagine. Well, we'll have a great time, and we look forward to it. Absolutely. Everybody's going to walk away with something they didn't have when they came in that door. And it's both a feeling, but it's also knowledge and skill to make a difference. Awesome. Well, here at Making Our Seniors Matter, we're all about trying to empower people. And certainly your discussion this morning isn't just empowering us, but I'm sure I speak for us here in studio. You're inspiring us too, Tipa. So we are honoured to be uh, having you join us in Mississauga on July 20th. For all of our listeners out there, you've got to go to makingourseniorsmatter.com, get your ticket and, and purchase some more. Spread the love around because there are so many families out there suffering. We can't wait to meet you in person and uh and we'll look forward to seeing you in july i'm really looking forward to it It takes a whole team and that's what you guys are part of a team so thank you so much for what you do thank you tifa we look forward to seeing you in july we'll we'll look forward to a wonderful day thanks again we'll be back here just in a minute and making our seniors matter
folks. This is Tina Snow from North Carolina. But on July 20th, I'll be with you making our seniors matter. I'm going to be up spending time with folks, helping them learn how to make a difference. So come and join us, eh? Yes, July 20th, you can see that dynamic uh, lady, Tipa Snow, in uh, in Canada, in Toronto, uh, and a wonderful conference, a day-long conference, uh, morning session, afternoon session, one for personal caregivers, one for professional caregivers in Canada, and uh, learn so much and get all of your questions answered about Alzheimer's. You can tune into this show, Making Our Seniors Matter, each Monday at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m., but if you miss it, you can find it on demand or podcast the following day. If you'd like to comment on something you've heard, you have a program suggestion, you'd like to make a song request, or you would like to nominate a senior for our Shining Senior Moment, please give us a call at 1-866-269-6155, extension 3. That is 1-866-269-6155, extension 3. Making Our Seniors Matter is produced for WOW Radio by Listen Up Talk Radio. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. 